Hey, everybody, what's going on? It is Wednesday afternoon. This is Kaplan and Crew. We're coming to you from the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. And I'm going to talk about all of our great sponsors here. And uh, the first one I want to talk about today, usually I start off talking about Seven Mile Casino, but I want to talk to everybody about DraftKings for a quick second here. If you're getting ready for the biggest Sunday of the football season, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 57, has all the Super Bowl action that you're going to want. But now new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. So all customers can get in on the Super Bowl 57 excitement. DraftKings Happy Hour Super Boosts. That's what they're calling it. Check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day uh, between uh, 3 p.m. and 6 p.m. local time here in Southern California and on the West Coast to see what prop bet gets boosted. Okay, so lots of prop bets going on. Listen, here's what I want to say. Um, for everybody who's in California or states where gambling is not yet legal, and we all know what happened here during the last election, um, I still want you to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use our promo code GREATFRIENDS. New customers can bet $5 on Super Bowl 57 and get $200 in free bets instantly. But again, the DraftKings Sportsbook app, our promo code is GREATFRIENDS. Even if you're not in a state where you can gamble, I still am asking you to download this because we're doing great. Um, and DraftKings reports back to us how many people download the website or the, the app from us. And um, man, I got to tell you guys, I really appreciate it. So please keep it going because it keeps them on the show and it gets you all this fun action. And you're going to have a great time with the playoffs this weekend and then coming up on the Super Bowl with DraftKings and their sportsbook app. Hey, by the way, all the uh, disclaimers and all the minimum age and eligibility restrictions all down here on our YouTube channel. So appreciate you guys in a big way. All right, let me uh, say to all of our local uh, advertisers and our partners, okay? Seven Mile Casino, sevenmilecasino.com. This is where you go to play cards. This is where you go on a Saturday afternoon because you want to play blackjack or poker or pie gal, or you want to have a really great brunch, lunch, dinner at Sammy's Restaurant and Bar, which is Sammy's Wood Fire Pizza. And the beauty of Seven Mile Casino is not only is it the best location, just seven minutes south of downtown San Diego. So on the beautiful Bay of Chula Vista overlooking downtown, it's not like you got to schlep all the way out east. You know, super casino with high rise hotels and uh, and, you know, concert venues. That's all awesome. But this is a place where you just go to play. OK, this is where you go to play. Have a great lunch, brunch, dinner, whatever. Seven Mile Casino, sevenmilecasino.com. For those of you that are watching right now and I'm wiping my nose, there's nothing I can do, man. I'm on camera. I got nowhere to hide. My nose is fucking running, okay? Seven Mile Casino, sevenmilecasino.com. You are a winner at Seven Mile Casino. If you have any problems with gambling, you call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, keeping on. Um, thought Gary Cooper was great yesterday. Uh, for those of you that maybe missed it, go check it out. Um, Gary had a great conversation with us about why is now still a good time to buy, what is happening in the U.S. economy, how will it affect homeowners uh, and home buyers. And if you want to talk to an expert when it comes to real estate, because a lot of people right now are thinking, and I'm hearing it a lot, I'm getting myself positioned to make a deal later on. Because listen, we talked about this yesterday, a lot of layoffs going on out there, you know? And when people get laid off, they might look to sell their house. They might be in a situation where they got to sell and you might pounce. Talk to Gary. Get yourself prepared. Get yourself ready. MountainTrustRealty.com. Um, PenskeSanDiego.com. I was talking to somebody about this yesterday. And um, see, when you hear the name Penske, you think big national brand. You think of all the different businesses that you've ever seen Penske on the sides of like moving trucks, you know. Um, this is PenskeSanDiego.com. This is 
the website to use. They've got 12 car dealers here in San Diego. They represent nine brands and they've got over a thousand cars combined right now. So a year ago, it was, we got no cars. We got a lot of demand. Now they got lots of cars, not as much demand because of these interest rates, but they're working really hard to make attractive deals for you. So now is a great time. Go to PenskeSanDiego.com and get yourself ready to go with a brand new car, uh, lease, buy. Um, and when you're using the website, it makes things faster and makes things a lot easier. PenskeSanDiego.com. And lastly, let me mention our people from iThrive. Um, iThrive MD. Alex was there the other day. He was telling us the story that it was so busy there that he wanted to say to Doc Max, hey, hey, man, how was your day in Mammoth last week? Couldn't even sit talk because people want to lose weight, especially in January in the early part of the year. And they've heard now about iThrive Lean, fully guaranteed, FDA approved. You're going to lose weight and you're going to save $200 a month for the first three months. So check them out at iThrive and you can go to our website, kaplanandcrew.com. Click on the iThrive logo. It'll teach you all about the iThrive Lean program. Oh yeah, finally, just one last, how could I forget these guys? Um, <laughs> unless I'm using the products, right? Uh, Tori Holistics. If you need CBD for pain management, if you need products to help you sleep or help somebody in your family sleep, if you just like recreational cannabis, Tory Holistics is in North County, California Holistics down in Chula Vista. You save 20% when you use our promo code broccoli, but come on guys, we're all here together every day. We all know the story. Let's start the show. Hey, great friends. What's going on? Today is Wednesday. It is January 25th. This is Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. We're coming to you today from the Seven Mile Casino Studios as we come to you every day from the Seven Mile Casino Studios. Hey, uh, for everybody that's just getting with us, leading things off on radio on 1090 throughout Southern California, happy everybody's here. This is where you always expected to get us. We're here. We've been back on the air for two plus years, and I still find people every day that say, Hey, I heard you on the radio say this. And then other people say, hey, um, where did you guys go? So we're back on 1090. Those of you listening, you know that. Spread the word. For everybody that is on our YouTube channel right now, the Chatlin's getting involved. Here's one thing I think everybody should do to help the YouTube channel grow. Dude, click the share button and tweet it to all your friends. Uh, email it to your pals, text it to your friends and go, yo, come on, get involved here. You know, Kaplan and Cruz on the air. I mean, we, everybody helps is really what I'm getting at. So uh, make sure you're on our YouTube channel, audio podcasters, television viewers tonight, wherever you're listening, wherever you're watching, happy to have you guys here today. Now, today, Wednesday, we've been talking about this for a couple of days, me, Grande and the Brown man. Oh, and, and Jason Lawhead all taking the journey north to LA to go see the Lakers play the Spurs, which a couple days ago was like, hey, um, that's not really a very good game. You know, Spurs aren't really very good. LeBron's probably not going to play because it's the second night of a back-to-back. -back. Lakers got smoked last night by the Clippers. But all of a sudden, fellas, Anthony Davis, the news is, is returning to the lineup tonight. They've picked a nice soft spot for him. But not only do you have Anthony Davis, you got the new guy they just traded for from Washington. And, and by the way, um, got to just be honest here. Didn't know the guy was Japanese. Like, saw his name, thought that sounds like a Japanese guy. Brown, right? I, I didn't know there were a lot of brothers in Japan. I mean, I got to be honest with you. Well, you know? he was born on a military base there. So, uh -huh. 
Yeah. Listen, when brothers are away, brothers will play, if you know what I mean. Yeah, but the brother brother got a name that sounds Japanese, you know? Rui, Rui Hachimura. Right. He, I'm just saying. I mean, you would think that, you know, that maybe dad was serving, you know, in the U.S. military and was over in Japan. But I, it sounds like, I don't know. Ain't that wrong the other way around, player? Listen, shout out to the ladies. Two girls do y'all thing. <laughs> You feel me? <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that either, you know. Uh, do you, sister? You. Do I'm you, sister? You. I'm feeling yeah, you, bro. You yeah. Know. No, yeah, man, I, I almost had some like mad races as a joke, and I'm so glad my filter is <laughs> on this early. Well, dude, wow. You know, like sometimes, like if, if I go to a synagogue, right, and there is a an African American male or female in a synagogue, I'm telling you right now, if there's 250 people and there's one black person there, all the white people are like, oh, that's awesome. Like there's a Jewish person who who has dark skin. It, that's great, you know. But it's but it's rare, you know. And it's just it's just not that many brothers showing up at the synagogue on Friday night for Shabbat. You know what I'm saying? Well, let me ask you a question. Go ahead. How, how many can show up before you go? Wait a minute, what's going on here? Because mm. <laughs> one that's a great question. One uh, is inclusive. Three is good. Five is okay. Now they start forming their own black jewish community when you get to 40 of them you're like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. wait a minute now let's talk about this that's when i'm going to show up and all the brothers are going to be like yo who's the white guy who's the jewish white guy in our group now who's right. this you exactly know? we got to get well, our own all i'm saying is i i really honestly that's like funny. i saw that guy's name and i said that sounds japanese but i see the player and he looks like a black guy to me and then last night I was actually at the Laker Clipper game and I got off the air up there early and I walked right across to crypto and I walked down into like where their press conference was. Not that I have any interest in this stuff. I just was walking around like, like just kind of just sort of bumbling around like, Hey, I'm here early. And, um, and there's this press conference and dude, the Japanese media was there to interview this kid and he was speaking in Japanese and they were, mm -hmm. at, and I thought, you know what? That's kind of cool. Yeah. Black good, Japanese guy. So he's a, he's a, um, African Japanese, like you know, say African American. Mother's Japanese. Mom's Japanese. Mm -hmm. Africanese, baby. I think the rest kind of rules it out. I mean, Wait, if, if the mom's Japanese, I think the other one kind of speaks for itself. Yeah, but I'm just, I mean, the name part of it. You know what I mean? It's interesting. You know, yeah, some, uh, his mother is Japanese, and his father is Beninese, which is in Western Africa. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Beninese. Vietnamese, Chinese, all the kneeses. All, all of them kneeses. Knees them. All of them. Put them together. Yeah. So tonight we're taking the journey. We're we're taking the expedition. We're we're cruising up to uh to LA for the game tonight. Now, again, Alex, you kind of said earlier in the week, like, oh, well, you know, I want to have my own car because I want to be able to leave when I want to leave. And, you know, this is a game where, you know, it's probably not going to be all that exciting and might want to leave at halftime, whatever the case may be. Spurs are now, wait, what? Spurs will win. Alex? Oh, what? I said, you know, you wanted to leave at halftime. You said something. Browner said Spurs will win. I didn't hear what anybody said. I, I just heard Spurs will win, but I'm not going to reply. Listen, I got two hours in a car with this guy. I don't need to reply to him right now. Okay. All right. I can, I'm going to get, I'm going to, he's going to troll me for two hours and Lawhead's <laughs> going to talk our ear off about LeBron for two hours. I think I, uh, I'm not going to respond to the Spurs are going to win. Spurs are the worst teams in the NBA. They're awful. They're terrible. If they okay. lose today, just burn it all up. Yeah. Well, here's here's the thing. <laughs> they could lose today. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but all I'm saying is this, is that for a game that we we picked on the schedule 
because getting tickets to see the Lakers and the Spurs would be a whole lot easier than getting tickets to see the Lakers play the Clippers. When yeah. we got these tickets, okay, we all kind of joked like, ah, garbage game, you know, not really a big deal. Don't think LeBron will play, et cetera, et cetera. And now with LeBron may not play. LeBron may not play. I mean, back to back. Ah, they got pulled early. So maybe, maybe, you know, Ham was like, let's wave the white flag on this one. Let's save everybody for tomorrow. Well, yeah. I mean, when they got it to within 10 points and you thought, okay, maybe there's something happening here. And then all of a sudden the Clippers yet again exploded, just dropping threes. Forget it. It was the worst over. matchup. So every, everybody, can I just say one thing real quick? Mm -hmm. Clippers are not that good at the moment, but then it's the worst possible matchup for the Lakers every time. Oh. They, there's a reason they've lost like 13 in a row. Hands the, Clippers, down. the Clippers are nothing but tall wing three-point shooters mm -hmm. which is what the lakers do not have mm -hmm. so without anthony davis without Rui, without without uh whoever else was austin reeves yesterday whoever else didn't play yesterday mm -hmm. the clippers are an awful matchup for the lakers if they get put into some sort of play in with them they're out they ain't gonna win that game mm -hmm. they're, yeah it's not that the clippers are a better team they're a terrible matchup what do you think, Brown? Brown, oh, getting getting the uh, the squinty eyes here. You know, uh, I think the Clippers have a far more superior roster than the Lakers. The Lakers might I agree. The, the Lakers I was just talking about like during this run that the Clippers have been on against the Lakers. Mm -hmm. I mean, the the Lakers were the were the one seed two years ago. That's all I'm saying. It's like historically, the Clippers haven't been a better team. They've just been a terrible matchup. Yes, that's all. Yes, yeah. yes. This current this current roster build though is. Yeah, they might have the best roster from one to twelve in the league. Ask too many guys hurt. One question. Mm. You, you're still on Russ. Still a big Russ guy. Well, I'm only a Russ guy to be counterculture. You know what I mean? Everybody else hated Russ, and so when I see Russ become a, a good teammate and and accept his role, Is I'm giving Russ credit. He's all right. When him and Schroeder were yelling at each other at the end of that game, and LeBron's yeah. pouting on the end of the bench. Yeah. No, no, no. I, correction, correction. LeBron's pounding at the front of the bench. Front of the bench. Next to the head coach, which to me, I've never seen a guy sit that that far away from the teammates in the opposite direction. Like normally, you get a guy sit at the end of the bench. He just want to be talked to, or he'll sit down where the cameramen are and pretend like his back hurts, so he's stretching, so he needs more space. This guy blatantly sat right next to the head coach where it was on the camera, and so it can be seen. Wow. Well, I didn't see it because I left at halftime because there was such a huge lead that the Clippers had at half. I was like, what do I need to stay here for? So I drove home last night because I was still trying to get to the belly up to see the Marshall Tucker band because I had a couple of my friends that, had, that went to the show last night. So I come pulling in. You know, I'm listening to the rest of the game on the radio. I come pulling into the belly up. I walk in at like 9.55, right? I walk in. Everybody's walking out. Show ended. The, nah. the, the show, I was like, all right, I know it's Tuesday night, and I know people want to get to bed early, and they want to get to work tomorrow morning, but the show ended before 10 p.m., so I was trying to get home. I left at halftime. <laughs> I drove. Dude, I'm telling you, I, I can make it from downtown L.A. to Cardiff, Solana Beach, Carmel Valley, I can make it an hour 35 to an hour 45 coming back, you know, and I got to the belly up. I walked in at 955. Everybody's walking out. And so my, my friend, Phil Berkovitz, who's one of the owners, I walked in. Hey, Phil, see his wife, Noel. Hey, Noel, give her a big hug. They're like, okay, see you. We're leaving. 
You're a what a FOMO guy you have. Man. I don't know how you do what it, a, man. What a I don't FOMO know how you, you do have. it. I'm already I'm already tired tomorrow morning from what I'm doing tonight. And you're over here like I'm gonna leave LA early to go to a concert and go to a bar on a Tuesday. Are you 21? <laughs> Honestly, like I'm nah. already I'm already dreading how tired I'm gonna be tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. because we're gonna get in late. I'm assuming. Dude, what what time do you think? Just take a, a stab here. The game so, will tell me. No, but what? Okay, let's just say hypothetically. <laughs> hypothetically, it's the game a good will be game. very definitive. Let's yeah. say let's let's say it's a good game, mm -hmm. and Anthony Davis is playing well, and yeah. and the Lakers are winning. But it's it's a competitive game. And by the way, we're in this suite, and there's food, and there's beer. I mean, I don't know if it's your kind of beer. I mean, it might be you know light beer, but no uh, beer for me. Okay, good man, good man, you're driving. But I mean, I'm just saying, like, but it's a seven thirty tip, which means like seven forty. You know that's already a late start. Like so. So let's listen, say the game. I'll, let's say you leave LA. So for let's Browner, say, they're saying nothing. Correct. Correct. Because he don't have to drive. No, no, because he just goes to sleep late. Anyways, right. oh. lifestyle, lifestyle for me. Mar got mm -hmm. back into town yesterday. Mm -hmm. Sunday night, Monday night, I was asleep at nine. Mm -hmm. Yikes! That's second quarter. Like wait, wait, correct. Halftime. You were asleep, asleep, or you were like laying in bed, like doing stuff. Were you like out at nine o'clock? Like I couldn't tell you what time I was officially asleep, but I know I was like nine, eight, nine p.m. sounds about right. Uh, listen, um, Alex, I'll tell you this right now. Last night I left downtown LA, probably around eight and change. I um, I listened to the the second half on the radio. I got to the belly up, and like I said, walked in at nine fifty five. Everybody was walking out. I said my hellos to my people. Shout out to all my people at the Belly Up. My bartender, Josh, okay? And everybody who's there. Uh, Jeff, the general manager. Uh, Gasper, who was, who was managing. Like my whole familia at, at the Belly Up last night. Then when everybody left, I, I stood there with my buddy Blair for probably 30 minutes just chatting, BSing. We hadn't caught up in a long time. I got home. I got into bed at about 11.15. You know what I did then? Watch TV. Watched White Lotus episode three. Yes. Yes. Episode three, White Lotus. And then when I woke up this morning, it was like 5.30, maybe 6 o'clock, and I'm like, I'm ready to roll. Now, yeah. this gives me an opportunity to just tell everybody who's watching and listening, Alex, you asked a question, how am I doing it? I'm not 21. I'm 52. I'll be 53 next month. I will say this. This product right here, Athletic Greens, um, I don't take vitamins anymore. I don't pop pills. I don't take a multivitamin or a... Um, or, you know, vitamin C or vitamin D or B12. I don't take any pills of any kind. 75 vitamins and nutrients right here in Athletic Greens, plus all the probiotics. And I drink this once a day, one bottle a day I drink. And, dude, I, I went till 1230 last night. Tonight, we're going to drive back up to L.A., going to see that 730 game, probably going to leave downtown L.A. at 930, be back in bed by 1130 tomorrow morning, Athletic Greens. So I don't know what it is about – Sunday night to Thursday night that there's like a trigger. There's like an electrical malfunction in my brain mm -hmm. because I will get seven hours of sleep and I'll still wake up tired mm -hmm. Friday night, Saturday night. I'll get like four hours of sleep and I'll be good to go mm -hmm. for that, for the whole day. So I don't really know what's wired differently in my brain, knowing that it's a week, a work day, mm -hmm. a work night, mm -hmm. school night. But I become 75 years old during the week, and then I become 25 years old on the weekends. Like, gotcha. I don't know what's wrong with me. Mm -hmm. I, I think I need 
to go to the doctor <laughs> because no. there's genuinely like I I get seven hours. I don't need eight. I need seven hours of sleep. That's like that's what I get, right? And it's still like I'm freaking tired. Are you are you still using athletic greens or are you not? No, dude. Go. I'm gonna give you today. I'm gonna bring this for you. I'm gonna bring you uh, a new package of athletic greens. Um, if you go to our our landing page, it's athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan. You buy this product, you get the five free travel packs and you get the one year supply of vitamin D. It's all for free, but you have to use our landing page. So it's athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan. Okay. And here it is. And so Alex is putting it up on the screen for everybody that's watching on TV, everybody that's watching on YouTube. You guys think I'm, I'm full of it, dude. You guys think, oh, really? Is he using this? Bro, I'm telling you right now, I got home. You, you heard the day. You heard the day yesterday, okay? Um, this is what's doing it right here. Yeah. I do want to say, though, uh, I sound like a sourpuss, but I am very much excited for tonight. I'm very much excited to roll with Browner and Lawhead. I'm very excited. I'll be a team player. We want to stay to the end. We stay to the end. We want to go. We want to go get a. We want to go get a Pink's hot dog at the end. I'm down. You know, you want to do the whole. I want to get some tacos on the street corner somewhere. I'm down. You know what sounds even better than all that? The street hot dogs on the corner of Figueroa and Flower. Is it yep. Flower? Them hot dogs are dang well, as hell. I mean, I can just tell you this. I don't know if I'll make it all the way home dude, after one of those, but dude, I got the perfect place for you to stop. It's the Sheridan at the John Wayne Airport, and you can park for free for 30 minutes. So if you get out in like 27, 28 minutes. You clean out the bowels and you'll you'll be oh, fine to get you. home the rest of the yeah, way. Yeah, you know, actually, like there's I've, another I've, spot I use now too. There's a Marriott property that I use um, right off Ortega Highway okay. in uh, San Juan Capistrano. You should Very have nice a, you should have an app like all the places to take a poop from L.A. to San Diego. <laughs> 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 Cleanest hotel because bathrooms. I'm, listen, I haven't had. Listen, we all know your history of bowel movements and and issues. Yeah, I don't really have that, mm -hmm. but I do know that if I ever do, I'm straight up looking for an in and out mm -hmm. because in and out i know i can use it i know i don't need a code i know it's going to be decently clean and you know if people are in and out of there like literally mm -hmm. in and out. Mm -hmm. but i think yeah. i'm always like an in and out guy because starbucks they nah. got codes no nah, i wouldn't use sometimes starbucks. they require quarters it'll be cleaner than in starbucks. and out i would depending on the area of town i would not mm -hmm. use the starbucks bathroom no way no, I got no uh, way. when I drive to Oxnard, I have a, a P spot and that's a Starbucks right off Carson where that the Ikea is. Mm -hmm. It's like midway point. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great one. It's a great no, one. No, dude, I'm telling you right now, I got two spots. The one that I really, really like is the hotel. It's called, oh gosh, the shout. No, I got to think what it's called. It's right off Ortega Parkway in San Juan Capistrano. When you get off there, you got the mission in downtown San Juan, but you've got the hotel right next to it. And then if you need it, you got, there's a Taco Bell, there's a Del Taco, Del Taco's fire. There's a, an In-N-Out, there's a Chick-fil-A. I mean, so it's a great freeway stop um, there in San Juan Capistrano. Okay, so yeah. I made a joke, but now I'm really thinking about it. Dave mm -hmm. Portnoy reviews pizzas. Mm -hmm. Why can't you have an app that reviews toilets? Yeah. Like pe people need that information. Or, or maybe instead of an app, maybe I do what Dave does where Dave comes out and he goes, hey, um, you know, one one bite, that's everybody knows the rules. Sure. Maybe I walk and in sitting and go, on the toilet. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, listen, <laughs> here's the toilet seat. You know, either either it needs toilet paper, it needs the the thing that you pull. What's that that the cover? You know, like the the, the seat cover, yeah. the booty, the booty cover. Or yeah. hey, I'll sit right on the, this thing's clean enough. I'll sit on its skin to seat. I don't care. You want to see if you want to hear a funny story? Yes. I was dating this girl a while ago and we were having a conversation about public restrooms. It started with a porta potty. So then the conversation turned to just uh, public toilets in general. As you guys know, I'm a home pooper. I don't poop on the road. I hold it. 
she then said that she sits bare butt on the public toilet. Last mm-hmm. time I saw her, that was mm-hmm. it. Good. <laughs> Bye. I sat, I sat bare butt this morning on the uh, toilet at my gym. I looked at Bye. it. It was clean. I thought I was the first person to use it. I was like, you know what? It's yeah. clean. I'm Bye. sitting down. I'm Bruh, sitting you down. Can't, you, can't see, you can't see germs, man. I understand. I know, but that's I'm walking germs, around man. everywhere. But I'm then, good. like, you know, you put your underwear and your pants on, and that they're now in your pants and your underwear. Yeah, but, but right. bro, bro, I'm I'm out there like lifting weights. I'm touching the treadmills. I'm touch I'm touching this stuff. Now I'm using like antibacterial along the way, but still, the germs are in the air. Can't you just purell your ass cheeks after? I could. I suppose I could. Probably I mean, could. same thing, right? No, I mean, what's going to kill more bacteria that that paper or putting some some uh, what, yeah some hand sanding on your not butt? Not a terrible idea. I think that's a great idea, and honestly, I think it needs to be an app because it could be you know allow your location. Well, there's and then all the all the Scott reviewed toilets. Well, because there's 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 map like apps. Like for example, there's I think there's one. Have you guys ever heard of Weed Maps? Yes. You oh you know what you can do to your app? You can contact the people at Apple Maps, Mm -hmm. and as people are driving. You can then you can put it in there. That's or the like best Waze, way to use it. Ways, ways. Yeah. If, if you had it on ways, like, hey, yeah. you need to use the bathroom. Here's some really nice clean toilets coming up. Mm, correct. This is a very brilliant idea. It is. We are it's only going to require you to take a. It's only going to require you to take a lot of poops in a lot of different places. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, 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 you know what? I'll, I know I have two great spots already. Maybe tonight on the way back, I'll stop someplace else and just I'll start my toilet it. reviews. My toilet. Yeah. Reviews. This is when you activate. You activate the great friends. If you are yeah. going to poop. Do it at a public toilet. No, but see, no, but you can't have a fluctuating scale of 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 like True. differences. Oh. It needs to be a very Scott subjective. Mm-hmm. He has his own standards. Well, right, like have for, different I'll, standards. I'll give you an example. Like, um, can you park easily? Mm-hmm. Because like when you go to a hotel, you got to. It depends. You know, do you have to pay for parking? Um, how easily can you get through the lobby without being bothered by somebody? Like, hey, can That's I help huge. you? Huge. Because yeah. you got to be able to walk in. Like, hey, I'm just, I'm here. I'm a guest. Then the other part of it is the cleanliness, obviously. Then there's right. the the after effects, which is how do you clean your hands? What kind of soap is there? Towels or paper towels? Uh, or is it like, you know, the air dry? I mean, there's a lot to this, Alex. There's I'm, I'm on this. All right, there's stick around. We're just getting going. And we're doing a field trip today, a show field trip. We're all going to this <laughs> Lakers-Spurs game time. We're in the 7 Mile Casino studio, 7milecasino.com. Can we get to the story of a former Padre now in big, big trouble? Let's get there next. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios here on Capitol. Hi, great friends. Hey, it is Wednesday afternoon. This is Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man coming to you from the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. So we talked about our our, uh, trip up to L.A. this afternoon, this evening, to uh, go see the Lakers and the Spurs. Little did we know when we booked this game. The only reason we chose this game is because we thought it would be easy to get tickets to this game. Whereas last night, you know, the Lakers are playing the Clippers. We're not getting tickets to that game. We're getting tickets to this game. We think, okay, great. No big deal. We'll go up. We'll check out a game. It'll be fun. A little camaraderie, a little hang session. And now we find out that Anthony Davis is making his comeback tonight. So uh, makes it a little bit more exciting, certainly. Are you guys planning on, like, are you going to watch the game? Or are you going to just, like, you know, like, party and hang out in the suite? Or, and what, what are you guys are you guys? Gonna really- Who's going to be in the suite? Well, it'll be the three of us. Um, yeah. Jason Lawhead. Yep. Um, Bernard Thompson says he wants to come hang out with us. Fat Tony wants to know where his invitation is. Um, and then, and then as far as the, the people in the suite, it'll be all the people that, uh, you know, are like seven, 10 ESPN LA people, uh, sales types, client types. 
So is this the is this is any of your um, LA Cap crew going to be there? Yeah, I'd say there's. Oh no, nobody likes Sedano. Um, I asked Sedano if he wanted to come, and I was like, Hey, you want to come join us? He was like, I'm not going to go see that crap game. And I was like, Well, yeah, you know, just me and my buddies are going to hang out. I thought you might enjoy this. You know, these guys are all big basketball fans. What do you need me to come entertain all your friends? Mm. So I'm like, no. God, ouch. Oh, oh. <laughs> that's kind of like home. the. Uh, Stay home. That's kind of the. Uh, the that's kind of where I was oh, going with God. the question. Anyway, was was George going to join us? No, no, no. All the people that like that look down on us. I mean, Browner, are they going to be there? No, they're not going to be there. Yes, I figured they're not going to be yeah, there because but, then they'd have to look up at Browner and they don't want to. Right. Do well, that. and the other they thing is, want to smoke. and and be prepared that now because there's one guy who Sedano assigned to watch and listen to everything we say. And so kind of like a Joe Rigby, like, you know, Joe writes down like all the hot takes and he's got a full spreadsheet going. No, I want to clarify what you're saying. Mm -hmm. They took our idea and are using it on your show. Well, they've got a guy now who monitors everything we do and say. And so a second, uh, and then, a second theft. And then he reports to George. Right. Like he literally. So like Joe Rigby listens to everything we say and he reports to me. Well, I mean, I would say it's a collaboration between you and Joe. No. No, you don't think so. No, I don't send him an Excel sheet. He sends me an Excel sheet. I understand, but it's something that you enjoy, and it's something that you know he did voluntarily. This is where George has actually given an assignment to uh, to this guy. His name is Dead Meow Five. Yeah, just that's all I hear. That's all. Okay. Well, that's, I was thinking it would be fun. You know, George could come and hang out with you guys. Well, I think I think there's beef. Well, there's only he. Every time he comes on this show, he kind of you know tells you that he knows a whole lot more than you guys do. I don't think George is invited on the show anymore. No, he is invited. I don't think so. He should be invited. Hey, Dead Meow Five. Yeah. I don't think Dead so. Meow Five. <laughs> His name is Dead he Meow. He doesn't want to he doesn't want to come entertain us. Well, I oh, invited man. George. Oh, I did invite wow. him. He didn't want to come join come us. On, dude, he's got a family. Wow, he's got a wife. He's not coming man. to he's not going to the game. Who don't? Who don't? Who don't? Yeah, but but here's the thing. But he goes to a lot of NBA games, number one. And number two I know they put him in protocol, remember? Yeah, well, hey, you know what? I'll, I'll, but hold on one second. You know what? It just occurred to me. I'm going to text him. He wasn't planning on coming to this game. But now that Anthony Davis is returning, mm. maybe uh, maybe he does want to come. I'm going to ask him. Put, put that down, man. George, we don't, want, we don't want you there anyway. How about that? How about that? We don't, we don't all want fun. you there. I love way. George. Way to represent George mm -hmm. on television. All for right. the Latinos. Yeah, that's right. He takes that stuff Stephen seriously. A, way to represent for the black guys. Mike Greenberg, my man. Way to represent for the black <laughs> guys. <laughs> All right, let me do this. Let me let me spend a little bit of time on some other things. Shout out to get... Mike Greenberg, man. Yeah. <laughs> 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 way to hold it down for the Hebrews. Shout out, yeah. man. Get, get up, yeah. man. I like Get Up. That's a good show, man. Uh, shout out to Max Kellerman. Way to hold it down for the Hebrew brothers. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, don't got, yeah. I don't got a Mexican shout out, so. No? no. You only get one out of me. I like Mike Greenberg. He's cool. I mean, <laughs> I mean, John Suckway, but he's on Spanish television. They don't count. All right. So, um, okay. We're going to get into a lot of NFL because Eric Williams is going to join us from FoxSports.com, and we're going to talk to Eric about – the games that he saw, you know, he's been seeing the, the 49ers the last couple of weeks because he saw the 49ers take on Seattle. Then he saw the 49ers take on Dallas. So he's got a lot on the Niners and he'll have a lot of opinions, I'm sure, about the Dak Prescott situation that we discussed yesterday. And then we'll we'll definitely get with Eric a, a little bit about Mahomes, the Chiefs, the Bengals. You know, we'll jump into both championship games.
with Eric Williams um, coming up in just a little bit. But before we do, so what is the story? I, I'm kind of, it's on the periphery for me. It's not something I've done a deep dive into. What is the story with former Padre pitcher Mike Clevenger? Sunshine. Oh, he was such a character and everybody loved sunshine and the long hair and the, the, you know, the, the crazy shirts, you know, the tie dye shirts and what a character he is. And then he sucked, you know, like hurt, 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 suck, you know? And, and so he did nothing for the Padres per se. It's just that the fan base so desperately wants to love characters. Little did they know how good the team was going to be last year and the moves that they would make and the success that they've had. So they would grasp, they, the Padre fans, would grasp onto any character like a Clevenger. And even before him, what was the guy's name? The sheriff. What was his name? The, the pitcher. Chris Paddock. Chris Paddock. They, they, they grabbed on and gravitated. He was a character. Clevenger, though, because he sucked, left the Padres. And I think he signed with the Chicago White Sox, right? Correct. Browner, that's a real, it's a real strong addition to your starting pitching staff there in Chicago. You know, man, listen, Jerry Ryan. He's a Cubs fan right now. Oh yeah, Jerry, Jerry Reinsdorf <laughs> has got to be the most hated man in Chicago right now, mm. hands down. So Clevenger signs with Chicago, and now there's a report that he's got a domestic violence um, complaint against accusation yeah can we can we dig in on this because i I, listen he's no longer a. these are always so right but the accusations rough man of when he was a padre correct and did i hear did i hear that he and trevor bauer are like super close pals yes Hmm. i mean they pitched together in cleveland before it was okay to associate yourself with trevor bauer Mm -hmm. he was him and trevor bauer were did a lot of videos together on Trevor Bauer's YouTube channel when it was okay to associate yourself with Trevor Bauer. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that friendship stopped. And if it you believe public, what, if you believe what his baby mom is telling you that they, he, these are all accusations allegedly that, you know, Mike Clevenger knew all about what was going on with Trevor Bauer. Hmm. Wonder if the white Sox will sign Trevor allegedly. Bauer next Browner. I wouldn't be shocked. They're spineless. They're spineless. Jerry Reinsdorf. I mean, someone's going to sign Trevor. Trevor. Somebody, somebody will. Somebody will. And I wouldn't be shocked if it was the White Sox. I really. All right. Well, so, so let me understand, and let's kind of let everybody else who doesn't maybe know all the details of this. Let's go through what's what the deal is here with this Clevenger situation. This is from the Athletic. Olivia Feinstead, the 24-year-old mother of Clevenger, told the Athletic. Wait, wait, wait. The 24-year-old mother of Clevenger's child. Yes. Not of Clevenger. I just want to make sure. Clevenger's trial told The Athletic on Tuesday that she's been in contact with individuals from MLB's Department of Investigation since this summer. According to her, she has detailed to those investigators incidents of physical, verbal, and emotional abuse, including an incident from last June in which Feinstad said Clevenger choked her and another another about two weeks later when she said Clevenger slapped her in a hotel room and the team was playing the Dodgers and threw used chewing tobacco on their child. How does this all happen, though? How does this all come out? Listen, I only she... I got I got I have one problem with this woman. You go into the go to the police, go to the police. This, this is why I always when these when these when these level of reports come out, I always have the same issue. If you don't go to the police first, and you go to Major League Baseball, because I don't know if she did or if she didn't go to the police. If she didn't go to the police first, then this seems fishy to me. It really does. I'm not doubting that she was abused, but people who are abused should go to the police. Because if you want this person to 
to, if you want justice for what this person did to you, MLB is not going to give you that. This seems like she's just trying to hurt his career. Well, I mean, if you're looking at it the way you are, you're thinking um, if you're so abused and you're not going to the police, which we don't know if she did or she did not. Correct. This is a report from The Athletic, and I haven't read the report. Um, but what you're thinking is she's trying to extort money from him, and since he hasn't given her money, now she's going to go tell the boss, so to speak. She's going to humiliate the guy. Um, I don't know any details about this story at all. And I did not read the athletics investigation, Alex, other than this paragraph that you've pulled out. Have you read this? I haven't read it. Yeah. Well, I read her, all of her Instagrams, which is a lot. And, uh, if you, you know, it's all alleged. And if you believe her, uh, and all the screenshots she's sharing, uh, Mike Clevenger has a, 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 a history of abusive of abusive relationships and they're not necessarily physical uh, a lot of a lot of women have according to these screenshots that his mother's his child's mother has shared uh, he is just a very troubled person what, that... what, do you have any can you tell us about this because i don't i don't know who the until you just told me olivia feinstead i've not known her and i don't follow her on instagram why would you why would anybody right and uh yeah, I mean, listen, she did that. I'm not going to read nice. all this for you, but you can go on her Instagram. It's a lot. And she's, and like to Browner's point, uh, she is only seeking not, not for him to go to jail. According to her, she's just seeking for him to get help because. Well, what were we just looking at on the screen? What is that? He's, she's detailing what, what I just read to you. The Jesus. full story. Oh, it's a lot more than that. It, it's pages and pages and pages of, of her detailing her story with with mike clevenger damn now because now if you're the white Sox, mm -hmm. he can't he can't play for us until this gets figured out period and if i'm major league baseball hey chicago he can't play for you till this gets figured out so as major league baseball we're going to give this to the police and wherever this happened we're going to give this to the san diego police department or we're going to give this wherever this happened that's who we're giving it to because this is this is out of we're we're not doing this we're not the nfl oh, i think the problem more locally dude is that in her alleged stories, this, the one that she is talking about mm -hmm. where she claims happened on a road trip in Los Angeles while the Padres were playing the Dodgers and that her room, and she mentions him by name, was right next to Jake Cronenworth. Mm -hmm. And she says, there's no way he didn't hear what was going on with me. And then I'm not saying, she's not saying like he should have done something, but my, what the reason I bring this up is it seems like the Padres might know something. How does she know that Jake Cronenworth was in his room? Well, that's th th this listen, is, those are all questions that I'm just telling you from her perspective. Correct. Mm -hmm. I understand what, what she's you're, saying. I understand you're you're relating the story because we don't have as much in-depth information about it. Again, you cannot assume that Jake Cronenworth three in the morning heard what was it. Listen, listen, when you travel, <laughs> well, that's how that's how when you, when you travel and you, you don't always sleep where they tell you to sleep as a professional athlete. Nah, come so, on, man. Come on. I mean, listen, it's three o'clock in the morning. The Padres are playing the Dodgers. The likelihood is Jake Cronenworth is in his room next door. I mean, we're, we're just making an assumption here, but the question was, how do you know that he was in the room? It's three o'clock in the morning. I mean, that that's yeah. the answer. Right. Well, according to her, she did not call the police. She called his agent, his age. She's been, she was trying to get his agent to help Mike Clevenger to get the help that he, because Mike Clevenger, I guess he has a lot of kids multiple women 
This he's not. This isn't his only child mm-hmm. and his only baby mama. Mm-hmm. And I guess there's. If you just, I'm not going to go and read all 25 pages for you guys on her Instagram. Mm-hmm. I right. took the time to do it this morning. It does seem like there is a troubled past. If you believe, there's a lot of screenshots. There's a lot of messages. There's a lot of things she put on there. And there's a lot of denial coming from Mike Clevenger. His attorney released a statement saying that these are all baseless accusations. Didn't so, sue her. I mean, it's, it's, it's just. If she's lying, if you're, know. if you're their attorney, this is, the, again, this is how I know most of these people are full of it. If the attorneys really believe that we're filing a class action lawsuit for defamation on her yesterday, they don't do that. She should, this is well, about but, money. But, but she should have just but, gone to the police. Yeah, but again, listen, I, I, I kind of... It's not so cut and dry, yeah, dude. Like I you, mean, you always do this with these kinds of cases. Well, like it, It's just either this or that. Right, it's, it's not like that. Right. It's real life. Yeah, because here's the thing, dude. <laughs> she is the mother to a child of his. I don't know his dating history, and I don't know how many kids he has with how many different women. Alex, what you're telling me is all news to me. And, and I don't find Mike Clevenger all that interesting to, to ever look into him like this. But because of these accusations and these reports and because of his association with the Padres, that's what puts it on the radar. Browner, your point, I hear you. Like, hey, go file a suit against her for defamation of character. There's a couple of problems there. One, she is the mother of one of his children. So that creates a whole other you know, set of problems. And two, here's the other thing. What if she doesn't have anything? What are you going to get from her? So to go through the exercise of suing her, I understand what you're saying, that publicly you want to say, this is a lie. Correct. And I'm willing to I'm willing to 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 go to court to prove that it's a lie. Correct. It's the same thing as when you hear an athlete say, um, I got popped for steroids, but I didn't take steroids. I did this. Right. I got all this stuff. This is I, I took this product and it had something in it. Well, then why aren't you suing the product? You know, correct. Show us the product, which Co- we never right. see. Thank so, you. Thank so, you. Yes. I get what you're saying. No, but I mean, domestic violence and child abuse is a lot different than steroids. Let's come on. I, I have, listen, man, if, <laughs> if, uh, this is a personal thing for me. If, a, if the man thinks so little of you that he would slap a defenseless woman or throw uh, chewing tobacco on a defenseless child, his child or anybody's child, that person doesn't care about you. So therefore, if you think that it's going to get better, it's not. There's countless, it's, there's countless examples of abusive men and how it ends up at the end of the day with these women. So if you, if you as a female don't, if you don't feel safe enough to go to the police, go to someone and have them help you go to the police. This isn't just a Mike Clevenger situation. This is for any man who knows a woman being abused. They may be too afraid to go to the police. You should help them. This whole thing at, Oh, Cronenworth's room was next. So he had to have heard it. We don't know the answer to that question, and I would never put that on my. Uh, I would never put. That we don't on even know the answer. We don't. We don't even know what the truth is, and I feel like we're Correct. such in this. In the in in anytime a story like this comes out, that's such a rush to ju- judgment. Like I believe her, I support her, and that's it. But it's also like, wait, what if she is lying, and what if Mike Clevenger isn't this that person happens. that she's describing? Because that also happens. I am just like this story has been out for twenty four hours. All we have is her accusations, her screenshots on Instagram, and a denial. So why do I now have to come out here and tell you, sue him, arrest him, do that? Like, I don't know. I don't know. And I'm I'm not not going to like, I'm not going to be like, Mike Clevenger can't pitch for the White Sox. And I'm not going to tell you that he can pitch for the White Sox because it's just such, it's real life. We've all been in arguments with our significant other. I'm not, not physically, I'm just saying arguments. 
And when you're in an argument, they think they're right and you think you're right. Like, so I don't know and, what's going on behind closed doors. Right, because there's a lot of other motivations here. You know, no. we don't know, like, for example, um, you know, is it a money issue, purely a money issue? Is it about the amount of time or attention he spends with this child versus other children? I mean, there's just, there are real life issues. And I guess in this, in this world that is so um, politically charged and within a world where everybody is so ultra litigious, you know, like I just, I feel like more so than ever before, I kind of want to take my time and understand the story. Yeah, it's also the thing to me that concerns me the most is a similar sentiment that I had with San Diego State. You're like, what did you know and what did you choose not to see? And that to me is more like Mike Clevenger, his future, his personal life, that's his whatever. Like, well, the truth will come out eventually. But if the Padres knew and the Padres didn't do anything or if the Padres still enabled him to pitch, that's a bigger problem to me because they carry themselves as a we're not that organization. And I just think that whatever happens with Mike Clevenger is going to happen. I The truth always kind of eventually filters its way out. But if the Padres enabled that, if the Padres knew about that and players knew about that, that to me is a bigger issue. I find that kind of hard say, to believe, man. I will say this. When I say he can't play for the White Sox, any allegation like this that comes out about any player, until it's cleared up, you can't play. Well, Period. I mean, well, then that like that's like so completely unfair to an innocent player, if, because that could happen to anybody as a professional athlete. I mean, lucky, Browner, you thought you thought January, yeah, but you thought Deshaun Watson was uh, was a guy who should have been back on the field a year earlier. Yeah, you but, but you know what he you know what he did? You know what he did? He defended himself immediately. He had twenty, he he had 24 accusations, fifty. Mike Clevenger he defended, defended himself, himself against every with a lawyer came out and defended himself against every one of these accusations, said that he was innocent, and threatened legal action against these women. So if you truly feel like you're innocent, you will follow those steps. If did you he threaten are, legal action against them, or did he just give them money? He threatened I mean, legal action. These cases, are, he, he cases settled. They're settled. <laughs> right. yeah, he, he never them. threatened them. He never threatened he, them. He gave them money to go away. You got to frame Deshaun it right. Wa- Deshaun, Watson, it. <laughs> Deshaun Watson defended himself Against these accusations and say he did nothing wrong and the truth will like come out. The money to now go the truth away. never did really come out, but again, I already, to go I already knew what the situation was. <laughs> so I, I wasn't really affected by it like other people. Because you gave them money to go away. I already knew they were prostitutes, so I wasn't all really right. tripping. All right. Well, I listen. I, all I know is this: is I have zero interest in Mike Clevenger. I really do. He was he was never good as a Padre. They hired they they paid him and gave him a bunch of money. Um, and he was always hurt. And then when he finally came back, he was never the same guy. And people were hoping that he was going to be, and he gave you a zero. So he's not interesting to me. And now that he plays for somebody else, I'm really not interested. But the story is out, and it, it relates to the Padres. And I wanted to dig and in a little bit. if you do care, she's got a lot of squares on her Instagram story I'm gonna, right now. You can I'm going to follow her. What's her name? <laughs> Olivia Feinstein. I'm going to follow her. I'm going to read this stuff myself. All right, stick around, everybody. Eric Williams is going to join us. We're going to talk a bunch of NFL playoffs. Okay. Um, Eric's going to be here. He's, he's been around the Niners the last couple of weeks. I'm sure he's got a lot of really strong opinions. Eric Williams, FoxSports.com, talking NFL playoffs next. This is Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man from the Seven Mile Casino Studios. All right. Hey, um, halftime report here. Um, this, this right here, Athletic Greens. 
Um, I want to say to everybody who is watching and listening, thanks for buying your athletic greens through us. They're athletic greens on like every podcast on the planet, right? So a lot of you guys may already have this product, but for those of you that, that don't, and you've heard it over and over and over again, you've always thought about it. Here's what I'm, I'm going to tell you. First of all, I know it's green. It looks kind of gross, right? But I'm telling you, it's not, it, it is not gross at all. It's actually, it's one of these things where when you drink it every day, you can't wait to drink it. Mm. You ask like, what do you get from this? Well, it's the 75 vitamins and nutrients and probiotics and all the stuff that I could read for you. But really what I find is that when I don't take athletic greens, I'm like in the middle of the day, I'm like, oh, I'd like some coffee or I need a pick me up. And I don't want that. I don't want coffee later in the day. I don't want to drink sugary sodas or anything like that. This provides for me what I think clarity of mind. I mean, like working hard all day, got to be on my feet, got to be thinking. Um, the other thing is just like sustained energy as the day goes on. I think that's what most people are probably looking for. So um, you're out there working hard. Give your body every advantage that you can. Athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan. And it comes with the five free travel packs and the one-year supply of vitamin D, which you definitely need. I know I do. Um, so check them out. Athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan. Buy through us. Um, it's a big win for everybody. I mean, you're going to get healthier and you're going to have all the, the benefits of what I'm talking about with Athletic Greens. They're happy. They're making a sale. We're happy because, you know, we're getting credit for it. So use our, our landing page, athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan. And then just one last thing I want to mention everybody here in this halftime report is just a reminder. Um, I ask you, if you haven't already, to please download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use our promo code, Great Friends. That's us. We're the great friends. Uh, new customers can bet $5 on Super Bowl 57. They can get $200 in free bets instantly. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook with the promo code GREATFRIENDS. Now, there's minimum ages and eligibility restrictions, and it's all down here on our YouTube channel. But the reason I'm asking you to do this, even if you're in California and you can't bet, what DraftKings does is they look and they go, okay, um, how many signups or how many downloads are we getting? And so for every download that you do, um, that's credit to us. So um, wherever you are in the world, if you're in a state where you can bet, Use DraftKings. Use our promo code Great Friends. If you're in a state where you can't bet, still download it anyway, because there's all kinds of props and information and things that you might want to think about uh, related to Super Bowl 57. So DraftKings, use our promo code Great Friends. Let's get back to it. All right, great friends. Hey, it is a Wednesday afternoon here on Kaplan and Crew, uh, January 25th. And Eric Williams is about to jump in along with Grande and the Brown Man. We are in the Seven Mile Casino studio, sevenmilecasino.com. Eric Williams has become everybody's favorite around here. You know, like, and the reason I know that is because when Eric is on, I'm in the YouTube live chat and I can see how much everybody likes Eric's contribution to the show. He covers the NFL for foxsports.com and he's been uh, in San Francisco. He's been seeing a lot of the 49ers here in the last couple of weeks. Eric Williams here to discuss the NFL championship weekend back on Kaplan and crew. Hey, Eric, how you doing? What's going on, Scott? Thanks for having me. Thanks for the flowers. I appreciate that, man. You know, um, respectfully, um, it was more props than flowers. Ooh. Uh, Browner, you want to weigh in on this? Yeah. Flowers is the term. Flowers is the term. I'm not really props. Props is basically the replacement word for flowers uh and vice versa so they're both good i just i don't know i haven't gotten into giving people the flowers you know what i mean it's like when people say hey uh it's been a minute i'm like no it's been like two years 
Same thing. Just, what are you doing? What are you no, doing? Really? Now, now, what are you now, doing? Eric, now, Eric, are you other, doing? other wow. phrases, other phrases. See, got, now, when I tell you, you closer to the end in the beginning, it's because of stuff like this. <laughs> it's because of stuff like this. When I tell you, you closer to the end in the beginning, yeah, this is where it comes from. What are you right. doing? All right, but hold on. With respect, again, with respect, Eric, certain phrases I love. Example, Eric Meshuggah. Williams. No, not Meshuggah. <laughs> although I like that one too. Mishbuka. Mishbuka. Mishbuka, I like as well. But I'll say this. Eric, people say, hey, Eric Williams, good guy. Like, like and here's what I say about Eric Williams. Like, you know what Eric Williams is? He's a real one. Okay. Ooh. He's a real one. So respect and love. It's just I haven't gotten into the flower thing yet. Uh, I hear you, Scott. I mean, we're about the same age. So I'm just trying to keep up with with, with the young kids out there like like my son. Yeah, uh, and I figure Browner's probably closer to the to that group than I am, so I'm I'm a oh, really he says yeah Browner's older than you Browner's think. pretty old yeah Browner's way he's older a lot older than you think, than you think. yeah let he just looks really, let me let me tell y'all something about me Swag I'm the Gen Z guy of the show okay and this guy what goes to bed at nine o'clock so much for for being Gen Z Gen Z stands for snooze when it comes to you stop it get out of here <laughs> Eric um I too would like I just to made that up by the way very good I too like to try and remain young. And hip and happening. Can I show you something and get your opinion on something? Yeah. Let's All right. Before we talk football. So these guys right here, I, I don't know what they're going to say. I'm going to just show you this right now. Let me show you what oh, I got, I'm wearing on my feet. Why did you? Why would you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, now those those are gum soles, right? Yeah. Is that, okay. What? What's the brand? I, these are these are Nike Air Force Ones, but they're black. Okay. And Browner tells me that if I show up wearing black Nike Air oh, Force Ones, yeah. it means I'm looking yeah. for trouble. I'm not. I'm not looking for any trouble. No trouble. Yeah. That's why I. I mean, I just wanted black sneakers. That's all. We should go rob a convenience store. Well, but see now you can't leave North County though. You, you're. <laughs> see, <laughs> see, he knows. He knows. <laughs> oh my God! That's what Browner said. Browner said, "In your neighborhood, you're fine to wear those." But I was planning on wearing them tonight because we're going to the Lakers Spurs game. I was going to wear these shoes tonight. Yeah, I don't know, man. No, I don't see a problem with it because I mean, just look at them. Well, that's true. That's true. Yeah, you're, you're probably not looking for trouble, right? I'm not. It oozes like I don't want any trouble. No, like, when you look at Scott, it just like you know what yells, those, like I don't those, want any trouble. You know what those <laughs> shoes ooze. Listen, him wearing those shoes ooze. Somebody gave me these for a gift. <laughs> no, nobody gave them to me for a gift. I got them over Christmas because I, I, I got them. You know, my Nike guy, Uncle Larry. I said, Uncle, I need black sneakers to replace dress shoes because I can't wear dress shoes ever again. So I always wear these white Nike Air Force Ones. I wanted black Nike Air Force Ones. I got them. And now everybody's telling me that if I, I wear them, it tells the world I'm looking for trouble. I'm, I'm the furthest guy looking for trouble. I don't want trouble. No trouble. That's a minute. Most communication is nonverbal, brother. You walk in there. With Have you worn those though. shoes prior to today? No, I put them on today. I, I, I I'm, tr I'm. So today will up. be a good test. Good, yeah. good. If, if if trouble finds you, it's the shoes. <laughs> <laughs> because the face ain't the trouble; <laughs> it's the shoes. Uh, that's a very good point. <laughs> yeah, right. Eric. I don't Williams think your here. Callaway quarter zip is going to attract much, you know, right. trouble. Yeah. So right. I know. That guy don't want trouble. Look at him. That man. guy. That guy says, gonna, "I'm going to. I'm going to the yeah. farmers insurance open. Leave me alone." Yeah. You know? Nobody's gonna be like, "Hey, what set you from in a quarter zip? You safe?" Right. Yeah. All right. Well, Eric Williams is here, and you know what? I, I've gone on a five minute tangent here about flowers. Eric, you deserve those flowers. 
Um, so let, let props. So yes. So so can we get your your analysis of what you've seen? Don't mind my dog barking. Oh my here. god! I know it's Wednesday. It's always the same thing on Wednesdays. Can you give us your analysis of the 49ers having seen them the last couple of weeks? Because I feel like everybody is now on the Niner bandwagon. And and when everybody's on one side, I try and go to the other. Like everybody's on Cincy now. And now I oh, whose dog now who's somebody else's dog is barking. That's, that's mine. Okay. All right. All the dogs are barking at each other. What do you think? You've seen San Fran up close and personal the last few weeks. Yeah. What do you say about him? I think San Fran's interesting because they have a, a head coach that's offensive-minded, but they really play from a defensive mindset. The defense kind of sets the tone for that team. When you talk about their front seven, uh, they, they can get after the the quarterback, obviously, with, with Bosa and Eric Armstead. Their second-level defenders might be the best in the league, led by Fred, Fred Warner. And when they tackle somebody, they're down. I think that's kind of the key part of their defense is they don't give up a lot of yards after catch. They're they're the best in the league in that. So they're really good on defense. They take the ball away defensively, so they limit possessions. And then offensively, they can score. And so they're they're unique because they're a defensive team, but they can also put up points because of all the playmakers they have and George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey, you know, Debo, obviously, Brandon Ayuk. Um, they have a lot of different dudes that can can create run after catch opportunities. Uh, you know, the the quarterback is um is playing at a high level, even though he's a rookie. You know, he's he has a 107 passer rating, he has 13 touchdowns, just four interceptions. We keep waiting for him to kind of have this this game where he kind of drops off the cliff. And that hasn't happened yet. Although again, teams have done a better job the last couple of games of pressuring him and putting him in tough situations. Uh, but he still played with poise. They also have a pretty good kicker. You know, Robbie Gould hasn't missed in the postseason. Uh, you know, four years old, still kicking at a high level. Uh, and you saw with the Cowboys, that stuff does matter. You know, when you talk about, you know, razor thin edge of winning or losing games. And so, again, I think the Niners are unique because they have a lot of experience in terms of their coaching staff and their players and being in the situation at the end of the postseason. I think that'll help them going on the road. Uh, I don't think they're going to be deer in the headlights playing against Philadelphia in that stadium. Um, and they can win a lot of different ways. All right. Eric Williams from FoxSports.com is here. Uh, fellas, feel free to jump right in because um, we got a lot to get to here in about the next hey, 15 minutes with Eric. The, the choo-choo on the pretty train is about to come to an end. <laughs> I I was, I was thought the Cowboys, and I've said this on the show the previous couple of days, I thought the Cowboys did a very good job of trying to get him to do things on film because now we all know after eight to ten weeks on film, the yeah. NFL kind of knows what you can do. And so now they're going to make you do what they think you can't do as much as they possibly can. I think the, the Cowboys did a great job of forcing Brock Purdy to do what they didn't think he was good at. And I thought he I thought he was as average as he has been, but I think the Eagles would be a little bit better because the Eagles are a good team. And Dallas had their chances. Diggs dropped an interception when, when it was 9-9 nine nine in the third quarter. Like, mm -hmm. there were windows for them to capitalize on, on Purdy mistakes, but through luck of what he's been doing, Diggs drops the ball. That's terrible. Like, there's no way Dak should have been that bad. If Dak's even on the same level as Purdy, which is amazing saying one's making $50 million and one's making $50, the Cowboys probably win that game. But he wasn't, and they didn't. And so you got to give Purdy credit for surviving another weekend in the NFL. What do you think, Eric? I agree. Uh, if Dak just played to – if Dak just played like he normally plays, let's say it that way, 
and took care of the football and just made the plays that were there to be made. Um, I think the Cowboys do win that game because they're in the red zone a couple different times. And, um, and he just gives the ball back to, to, to the Niners, you know? Um, so he didn't obviously play to his ability. I thought one of the keys was, was when Pollard went down because now they didn't really have a whole lot of playmakers there to, to help support Dak, And it just kind of became the CD lamb show in terms of, what uh, Dallas was doing offensively. How, um, afra- how afraid, I, I, let me rephrase that question. If Pollard goes out, your two highest play players are the quarterback and the running back. Mm-hmm. What's the problem? You should have been better. You should Zeke's have been better. Do better. Let's be real. Zeke's old. Like Zeke's not the same dude. Like he doesn't have the kind of juice that he did two, three years ago. So he's not running away from anybody. That, that doesn't <laughs> you make just you refer to him as old. He's twenty-seven. For a running back, for a running back, I that, know, that's dude, old. but that's crazy. <laughs> I know and, and, uh, because you know, he looks he looks so early on. He looks yeah, old, and, and he had a lot of carries early on in his mm-hmm. career. And so yeah, he doesn't have the same kind of life in his legs that he had when he first got into the league when he was in his early twenties. You're right, twenty-seven. I mean. You know, he, he gets, I guess he doesn't have that Wolverine blood that, that AP had because yeah. AP was, was still doing it in his early 30s. And it just, you know, their offense isn't as dynamic as it was when, when Pollard was in the game. Um, maybe they should have kept Cooper. I mean, because they, they certainly could have used him against San Francisco. What do they do? So this is a Jerry Jones issue. You cannot fire Jerry Jones. And I don't think Jerry Jones is going to fire anybody else because this is a almost a family business at this point. So getting rid of people becomes more like a divorce than it is a firing. Well, who's he going to get rid of? I mean, he's not going to get rid of anybody like his son. Right. That's I, mean, what I'm I mean, that's my question is, to Eric. Yeah. Which is what? Yeah. Are they going to get rid of the coach or the quarterback? I, I think this is, this is the issue when you have a, a hands-on owner. I mean, he's making all the decisions. He wants the credit, but he's not going to make the tough decisions, which would be, hey, maybe we need to move on from Dak. Maybe Dak has got this team as far as they could go. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, maybe you need to make some decisions on the head coach, you know, or let the head coach choose his his other coaches. You know, let yeah. him choose the offensive coordinator, give him more control and back off and, and see what happens, you know, that way. Uh, but that's not going to happen. We know we know Jerry Jones isn't going to do that. We know he's going to keep riding with Mike McCarthy because that's the guy that he he brought in there. And, and he's going to keep riding with that because he gave him the big contract. So that's just it. That's just it. There's there's no way. In the, in the immediate future, probably the next two years. Eric, there's like really no way out of the Dak Prescott contract. Unless you could find somebody that was right. desperate for a quarterback, I'm just making it up, but like let's just say it was Indianapolis and you could somehow get them to trade with you something, mm-hmm. the way the, the Rams were able to get the Lions to trade for quarterbacks. Right. Um, you're not getting out of this Dak Prescott contract. It's also a bad year to try and be out of NFL or quarterback contracts because yes. if you're really going to get out of one, it's Aaron Rodgers, right? You're going to go after Aaron Rodgers, not going to go after Dak Prescott or Derek Carr. I mean, I I mean Derek, Derek Carr is out there. I mean, Russell Wilson, maybe. Uh, like, if there's other quarterbacks out there that have bad contracts too, that people are probably going to want over Dak Prescott. I think the Cowboys are stuck. <laughs> They're kind of in that that middle, and you don't want to be in the middle in the NFL. You either want to be really good or really bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Eric Williams from FoxSports.com is here. So, um, Eric, do you guys think the Cowboys had a failure of a season, or is it yeah. just because the performance was so highlighted, it was so bad that it feels that way? I mean, players will say that if you don't win the Super Bowl, then then you fail because that's what you're playing the game for. And I don't necessarily agree with that. 
I think, you know, getting going to the playoffs, uh, you know, winning a game, getting to the, on the road game, for the first time the like road, in 30 years. I mean, and they, they weren't favored to win that game. So, right. I mean, it's probably where they where they deserve to be with that roster. I think the failure is is the decisions they made before the, the season began. You know, I think they could have did things a little differently to give themselves a better chance, particularly with the way that defense is playing. They think they failed, though, because when you see Jerry Jones after that game against San Francisco and he says, look, I thought our advantage was our quarterback. You know, look, we got a forty five million dollar a year quarterback. They got a guy who's on a league minimum contract. You know, they got a guy who was drafted in the seventh round, who's the last overall pick. And we got a guy who's an established star. We got a guy who's in TV commercials in the middle of this game. And they got a guy that people don't know his name. He's the third string quarterback. So Jerry was saying, I thought past tense our advantage was the quarterback and it turned out not to be. So from our perspective, yeah, kind of where the Cowboys belong, you know, but from their perspective, they really believe they were a real Super Bowl contender this year. One through 53. I mean, San Francisco's roster is head and shoulders above Dallas's roster and the coach is better than the other coach. I mean, that's, yes. that's significant. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, Eric, if I'm trying to figure out, if I could just ask it directly, just ask it. Go ahead. Jimmy Garoppolo is 100%. Who are you starting on Sunday? I'm wrong with Brock Purdy. Me too. Me I think too. that's the answer. Look at Browner. So I think it's, it's the not, answer. It's not close. <laughs> one one guy can move and one guy can't move. I mean, that Brock Purdy doesn't dimension. give you guys like Cooper Rush vibes. Like, like it's, he's just filling in because he can and the team around him is good. Like, it does that. I don't know. I, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo is not like head and shoulders above him, obviously, but he's better. You, you don't think it's a discussion if Jimmy's 100% healthy? I'll say it this way. They're not winning in spite of Brock. They're winning in some ways because of him. I mean, look at that throw that he made to Kittle. That was a big time throw. Nobody else was open. Kittle sneaks out there. Most quarterbacks are like, eh, I'm not going to throw it over the middle. I might, you know, throw it away. He puts it on him. You know, he's, he's not. He's not scared to make the big play. And that's a big deal in the NFL because as a receiver, you're like, okay, I might get the ball here. You might, you know, he might throw it to me. I'm going to, I'm going to stay alive in this play. And I would just like to capitalize on what Eric just said, which is he also, when, when the game is over and he's got zero touchdown passes, that's fine. He also has zero interceptions. There are times where young players will try and force plays. And he doesn't seem to do that. He seems to know when to throw the ball away. And even though he got lucky a couple of times, the end of the first half, he threw that ball out of bounds just barely. Mm-hmm. Browner brings up the fact that, you know, there was an interception that was dropped. But he also, he, he, I'm with you. They're not winning in spite of him. He's helping them win by not doing anything dumb that you would expect from a young player. Listen. Right, but but I, I wouldn't compare him to like <laughs> Trent Dilfer when the, when the Ravens won the Super Bowl and, and Trent threw for like 120 yards, and they were just handing the ball to Jamal Lewis. And the defense was so good they could they could score 13 points and win the game. I think this is a little bit different. He's showing some playmaking ability as a as a rookie quarterback, which is unique. And and you bring up a great point, Scott. That play where he rolled left, and then um, you know Dallas uh, defensive linemen were chasing him. He spun out, looked like they were going to close in on him, and he managed to just throw that ball out of the back of the end zone. That's a huge play because it keeps him in field goal position. And 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 most guys in that situation would have either been sacked or they would have turned the ball over. But he somehow finds a way to uh to, to get the ball out of harm's way and get get, get to the next down. 
Jimmy Garoppolo got this same team to the Super Bowl, so he's already done it. This idea that, listen, I don't want to take anything away from Brock Purdy because the success is right in front of us. Like, we're watching it. So he is a NFL quarterback. Mm -hmm. But he had a ton of reps in college. He was a four-year starter. Yep. He comes to the NFL. And when you say that, oh, he he's not afraid to throw the ball in certain situations because he's done it. He's got a ton of experience. Yeah. Guys taking that late are guys who are four-year starters who the league doesn't see has a lot of upside. Mm -hmm. So he can do this. In the next game, he's going to have to go to another level. And I don't think that level exists for him because that's why he was a, he was the last pick for a reason because he has a ceiling and scouts saw this ceiling. And I think we're going to see because again, the 49ers are great at every position. Yeah. Every position they're great. Yeah. Except for quarterback. Yeah. And at some point it's going to catch up to you. And I think Philadelphia with four guys with double digit sacks, the bell's about to ring for him. I feel like I'm on the wrong side because I, Browner's talking about quarterbacks, and I agree with him. And we all know the history with Browner. I disagree with him. Well, I disagree with him. Well, here's why, though. I mean, but the way he just framed it at the end yeah. was very, very, very well put. But, but the Niners are great at every position except quarterback, and that in the NFL will come back and haunt you eventually. But you know what? Browner also says that you know he was drafted seventh and last overall for a reason. Sometimes don't you scouts, dare say Tom Brady. No, no, but just okay. sometimes scouts miss, dude. <laughs> and and sometimes oh, yeah. guys, sometimes guys have heart, and sometimes guys get opportunity, and sometimes there's some luck involved. And listen, there there's examples of guys that went undrafted that became Hall of Fame quarterbacks. So not just because you're not a first round pick Brown. I think your whole point about there's so much film on him, which is why a scout would go. We've seen what he can do. Trey Correct. Lance. I got no idea what he can do. Yeah. He's potential. Give me that. You, right. What do you say, Eric? No, I think that's a great point. I, I think, I think scouts are looking for a player's superpower. Like what, what will, what's one trait that will, will carry him once he gets to the league. Obviously with Trey, it was arm strength and his, his, his athleticism. So guys were betting on that, even though he didn't play a lot of games. With Purdy, I think it actually worked against him that he played for four years because there was so much film out there to evaluate. And you said, ah, arm straight's okay. Runs a 4.8540. He only jumped 27 inches in his vertical. I think Browner can jump higher than that. And so oh, yeah. you're just look, you're just looking at the athleticism going, eh, you know, can he really come out and play with really elite, elite talented defenders? And so when you watch him play, that's really what surprises me is he's actually running away from pretty good athletes. He's, he's escaping and, and making big boy throws. So his arm strength is probably better than, than scouts thought when they evaluated him. Yeah. And then, you know, you don't give him credit for quick decision-making, for playing with poise, for being able to get to the line and get guys into what they need to pre-snap. Just kind of having command of the position as a quarterback Maybe he didn't get enough credit for that as a four-year starter at Iowa State. Eric, let me ask you a question. We asked you last week, and you were good enough. Do you have a few more minutes? Sure. Okay, everybody stick around. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios. Eric Williams from FoxSports.com. We've been talking the NFC side. Let's, let's go over to the AFC side. We'll get there next. This is Kaplan and Crew. <laughs> all right great friends hey uh we're in the seven mile casino studios here on kaplan and crew with grande the brown man and eric williams from foxsports.com talking about the nfl playoffs uh, at the commercial break for those of you that are uh are joining in in the middle of the conversation i was explaining 
to Eric that my lawn guy comes on Wednesdays and the dog freaks out when the lawn guy's outside. And if the dog gets out, the dog will bite the lawn guy. And, and the lawn guy's the sweetest guy in the world. He's the nicest guy. And I say to him, I go, bro, just kick him. Just kick the dog. And the guy's like, I don't want to kick your dog. And Alex and Browner have a whole theory as to why this guy won't kick my dog. Not a theory. Scientific fact. Fact. It is. It is yeah. So yeah. that's what we were giggling about on the way back in. Hey, Eric, um, we were talking a lot of NFC side of things. We were talking about the Niners, and we talked about the Cowboys and Dak Prescott. One thing we didn't really get to, and then we'll talk AFC. So now that you've got this matchup, Eagles and Niners. Mm-hmm. Eagles are at home. They've got an MVP candidate at quarterback. Um, they've got a coach that a couple of years ago, none of us really knew that much about, um, but they've had a great season. And I think that all the concerns about Jalen Hurts' shoulder, I think were answered in the previous game because not only did he throw the ball well, he ran the ball, he took hits, et cetera. So how do you handicap this Eagles-Niners game given you've seen the, the Niners the last couple of weeks? Well, I, I think the Eagles are the obvious favorite because they're playing at home and they're one of the best teams in the league. They have an MVP candidate quarterback. Browner's been talking about that does matter. Um, playing at a high level, um, one of the best offensive lines in the game, a defense that gets after it in terms of pass rush. Uh, but I will say this, um, there's pressure, you know, if you're the favorite. So you have to, to consider that part too. And the fact that they have not been there, this team, uh, in this situation before, you know, last year they, they made it to wild card, lost on the road to Tampa Bay. Uh, also factor in that they had a really easy game last week. Um, and I think playing in close, close games in the postseason helps you as you move forward. They haven't been in that situation in the postseason in a game that we're kind of going back and forth and it's kind of a slugfest and you got to make plays in critical moments of the game. I will say this, you know, I, I picked Niners Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl before the season started and I picked the Niners to win it all. So I'm going to continue Ooh. to roll with the Niners. I'm going to go with them in, a, in an upset on the road in a, in a defensive battle, 23-20. Think you're so right about the experience part of it though you know like we were talking this week about the chiefs and i don't i don't think any of us realized it alex was doing some research while we were talking about this is the fifth year where mahomes and reed as a quarterback coach combo are in the afc championship game and from what we've been able to find um all five have been in kansas city all five afc championship games that's correct and the chiefs in the mahomes era have not gone on the road to play a playoff game so, so I kind of look at the Chiefs, you know, they're still on this upswing and they've got all this experience and they've been to the Super Bowl twice and they've got all these home playoff games. And, I, and, and by the way, Cincinnati's beaten them with Joe Burrow three straight times. So I kind of look at Kansas City um, as the most experienced team. And then I look at San Francisco on the other side as the same thing. Super Bowl a couple of years ago, NFC Championship game last year in LA. Um, they lost to the Rams, which, you know, they had owned the Rams prior to that. And now here they are again in the NFC title game. The experience factor goes to the Niners over the over the Eagles. So I think I, I'm kind of leaning that way for that reason. Eagles still have, I just looked it up because I was curious. Eagles still have five starters from their Super Bowl team on the current team. I know the mm-hmm. quarterback has had massive experience. He didn't play in the national championship, but he got the team to the national championship. Uh, he's been in the biggest stage in the big, I mean, football is, probably bigger in, in SEC country than anywhere in the world. Um, mm. I think that the head coach has had his 
fair share of choke jobs on the Niners side and the Eagles is he's he's not he's not had that. So I just think there's um experience, yes, but also the Eagles have some. On the uh, ghost yeah. No, on the player side. And I think it's like the right guys too. I think your center, Jason Kelsey, you got Lane Johnson, you got Fletcher Cox, you got your leaders of the team who've been there, done that. I am right? only uh, I'm only picking the Eagles because I think the quarterback's gonna be better. Because I think I think this is as close as a game you can possibly get. I think both these defenses are lights out. They're both well rounded. These both these teams have really good offensive lines. Both these teams have really good skill position guys. I think that this is the game, and this is why I keep going back to this. This is the game where if Jalen Hurts is an MVP candidate, now this is the time you show and, it. And we do this every year. We all do this. We diminish the team that's been the best team all year long just because they've been the best all year long. They're not right. the hottest team coming in, but they've been the best team all year long. They've been consistent mm-hmm. all year long. They've crushed guys all year long. And Hurts looked healthy. I mean, everybody looked good, but they're not the hot team coming in, so we kind of diminish how good they really are. <clears throat> well, I mean, I think we could argue, are they the best team? I mean, the Niners have won 12 straight games. Who's the best team Philadelphia has beat this year? Now, you can only beat who you play. In fairness, yeah, I, no, I, were, I agree. I'm, just, I'm just asking. All I know is that they were the division, they were the division uh, champions in the best division in football this year, right? Okay, so Cowboys? Cowboys? Giants? So the United, the Niners playoff just teams? Beat? Yeah. Niners just beat Cowboys? I mean, yeah, we can. I'd have to go look at the Eagles schedule. Don't be that guy, Eric. Don't, don't, don't give me that Niners. Don't, don't do that. Don't. Give, we don't could also. I could also very much. Hey, do that. And, and I'll say I this. Could also I mean, do it to the Niners. I mean, I, you could really I have do a lot of respect for for Nick Sirianni as a coach. But again, what big games has he been in as a coach? This is the guy that coached that for the Colts. Um, you know, with, with Frank Reich, coached with the Chargers when when Mike McCoy was there. I was receivers coach, um, uh, and I believe he coached quarterbacks one year too. Really smart guy, knows his stuff, but he hasn't been in this big of a game as a head coach before. So the game management stuff, how is he going to handle that part of it? You know, I'm, I'm interested to see that because I do expect it to be a close game. Just kind of those intangible things, I think. Are well, here you go, Eric. Watch. Strength of schedule, 2023. Yeah. Number one, Philadelphia Eagles. Their really? Their point percentage, 566. Alex, why you got to bring facts in this, man? <laughs> San Francisco 49ers, 15th. Well, hey, you know, I was I'm looking at Philly's schedule, and I think they probably won their first like seven, eight games. They lost to Washington, then they went on another winning streak, five games, and then when when uh, Jalen Hurts was out, they lost at Dallas, forty to thirty four. I think he was out of that game. I'm almost sure he, he was. was. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and they lost against New Orleans, twenty to ten. So I mean, they had an incredibly let's, consistent. And let's run season. through the Niners' schedule and okay, see how impressive it. I'm going to slam dunk on Eric right now. I'm just okay. Uh, <laughs> the Rams. Mm-hmm. Trash. Chargers, mm-hmm. Cardinals, great. not great. The Saints, the Dolphins, the Chiefs, the Bucks, the Seahawks. Well, what's their strength of schedule compared to? 15. Well, that, 15. 15. So, I mean, yeah. that, that that tells you what you need to know, right there. Yeah. All right. I I just think at the end of the day, I think Kyle Shanahan is a is a has shown to be a wizard when it comes to coaching the quarterbacks, but he's also been shown himself a wizard to be a leads. choker. So we don't know that about Nick Sirianni now. So I you two taking the Niners think, and us two are taking the Eagles. I think Nick um, Sirianni's a tool, me personally. I don't like the sideline <laughs> antics of a coach, 
doing all that madness on the side. I, I'm just, this is not me. I'm he all for it, that. He did it for Frank Reich, man. Hey, uh, Alex, I'm not sure. I'm, I haven't made a pick yet, but I do like that stat. Um, strength of schedule, Philadelphia number one. Strength of schedule, San Francisco number 15. Is that right? Mm -hmm. I like that yes. stat. Yes. I like that. That's that. That is an interesting part of all this. All right, Eric Williams is here from FoxSports.com. We're taking up a lot of his time today. Eric, let me at least spend a little bit of time over on the AFC side of things. I got he, one he, question for Eric, though, so don't let him go before until after this question. Okay, so <laughs> so here's the thing. I do think we got to the final four, the best four teams, and I think the mm -hmm. Eagles and Niners are going to be really close. But I think what makes the Bengals and the Chiefs so interesting is we know about the Bengals' offensive line and how banged up it's been. And then you look at Kansas City's defensive line and how good they are, um, and with a real superstar like Chris Jones. And then what makes things even more interesting now is Mahomes' ankle and what will he be? And there's all kinds of data that says that um, he makes a lot of throws um, outside of the pocket on the move, which he may not be able to make. But then there's a lot of data that says, but when he's in the pocket, he makes a lot of really great throws. And, and the stats yeah, say he that he's... Today. He's a pocket guy. So no wait, walking gonna, boot. No walking boot. Mm, I'll tell you, I'll tell wow. you right now. Um, <laughs> if you play it one more time, Alex, yeah. I, I mean, this is the first time I'm seeing it. Um, he walking off this stage and walking down some stairs. He doesn't have one ounce of a limp at all. Now, did he hold it in for five seconds? Absolutely could have. <laughs> Absolutely. So Eric, what do you think? I mean, the way things kind of even out here and then, Knowing what Cincinnati has done mm -hmm. to Kansas City in the Burrow era, three straight wins. They beat them last year in the AFC Championship game at Arrowhead. Jump in on this conversation. Well, let me say this first. I, I love Joe Burrow and I love the Bengals and the way they play, the kind of swagger they have, the confidence that they feel like they can they can beat you any any time, anywhere, any place. I think that that um, that carries a lot in the in the postseason. Um, and then the fact that they just beat Buffalo like they did in Buffalo, I mean, just really weren't challenged. Um, so that's impressive. A lot of playmakers on offense. Um, to me, I think the story, other than kind of the, the quarterback story, you know, Burrow and Mahomes, is Burrow going to unseat Mahomes as the best quarterback in the league, is how's Mahomes going to play against Cincinnati's defense, which was kind of his kryptonite last year in this game, you know, that whole cover two shell and, and, and kind of forcing him into bad decisions and, and and him not being patient. I think the fact that his ankle is is a little bit, you know, balky, I think that actually works to his advantage because he'll be less likely to go out and take risky, riskier decisions, you know, whether he's out moving on the perimeter and trying to make plays with his feet or just, you know, putting the ball in harm's way. I think he'll play more from the pocket. And I think he can, he'll just make the plays that are there to be made. I think he'll make better decisions because he's actually a little bit dinged up. So I think that could actually work to Kansas City's advantage. It's a big game for Kansas City. Uh, they've been looking forward to this since, you know, what happened last year. I think they'll be ready. And Again, I, I put Kansas City and San Francisco to go to the Super Bowl. So I'm, I'm going to roll with the Chiefs here, 28-26. Ooh, close game. Like God, it. I hope, though. I know. I hope we get great games. I hope Sunday is just – the. I just hope we have two great games. Because let's face it. I mean, last weekend in the divisional round, if it wasn't for the San Francisco-Dallas game being tight in the end, the games were not really great. I mean, the Giants got blown out by the Eagles. Um, you mentioned Cincinnati annihilated Buffalo. And even though the Jacksonville-Kansas City game, the score was kind of close, I don't ever think anybody ever felt like Jacksonville was really in a position to win the game. So mm -hmm. I'm hoping that these are two monster games.
Yeah, me too. You know, this is the time of year where you're you're expecting to see high level football. We didn't get that from the divisional round, but I I expect with the last four teams, I think are the best four teams left. I think we're going to get high level football this weekend. All right, Brown. You said you had one last thing for Eric. Let's let yeah. let's let the man get on with his life. So <laughs> I always appreciate when you come on and you, you give your honest opinion on things. And sometimes when you don't have an opinion, you just say, oh, oh okay. What does somebody else think about that? And I respect that. With, Ed, with what Ed Reed is going through at Bethune-Cookman and being a black man in this industry and seeing how certain things turn, <laughs> do you feel like Ed Reed got a, a raw deal with what happened at Bethune-Cookman? Or do you Can we think just- this is more... Can, can we just reset the story for everybody who doesn't yeah. know this story? So, okay. so Deion Sanders being at Jackson State, then Eddie George, where is Eddie George a coach? Tennessee State. State. Okay. Yeah. You you have now um, famous former NFL players coaching at HBCUs. And it, I think it's great. I mean, because when I was a kid, it was just, you know, it was Eddie Robinson at Grambling and then Doug mm-hmm. Williams at Grambling. And, and, and there just wasn't name brand guys former pros going home to do what Dion did or at least what Dion was saying he was doing I I have no issue with Dion moving on I understand wanting to move up and play at a higher level and you know get you know he did what, what Jim Harbaugh did at USD you know so Ed Reed was supposed to be the coach at Bethune Cookman and then something happened the, the the way it's reported is they didn't ratify his contract and I didn't really know what that meant you know but what it sounds like to me was they just ultimately didn't sign the contract. And a lot of this is because Ed Reed came out in, in the media and said, the HBCU facilities are trash. You know, they're not, they're not big time. Browner, fill in the blanks. What am I missing to all this story? So the thing turned sour when Ed Reed did a live with his football players basically picking up trash around campus. And this led to him making other uh, profanity-laced comments about things that he had experienced while being at Bethune Cookman. Was also, he already the coach there or was he no, becoming the he, coach there? He was quote unquote, uh, they were working on the deal. Mm-hmm. But during the live, he also said that I haven't even signed the contract, which most people were like, wait, what? And so the live really added more questions than answers, but it basically, that's what got him uh, fired, I guess, if you could mm-hmm. use the term for what he was doing, mm-hmm. because his criticism of the HBCUs and how they were operating at Bethune Cookman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what. That's how we got here. So what? Do, so you were about to say to Eric. So my question, my question to Eric is, did he feel like Ed Reed got a bogus deal, or was this more of Ed Reed's own doing? I would say it's Ed Reed's own doing. He hadn't signed the contract yet, so he knew what the um, what the risk was to go out there and say those things when you are. Uh, when you are a head coach of a football team, a college football team, you're the face of that, that school. A lot of times you're the person that makes the most money in terms of being a public employee for that institution. So with that comes responsibility and accountability and how you carry yourself publicly, because they're going to want you to put out a certain, you know, face in terms of how you conduct yourself, uh, you know, either through the media or, 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 you know, your actions. So, you know, I would say he probably should have had a, a heart-to-heart conversation with whoever hired him before he said those things publicly. Um, obviously, they didn't like it. So, you know, whoever was in charge of ratifying his contract, there's usually a board of directors that are involved with that. 
didn't like what he said and just said, no, nah, we're good. We're going to move on to, to somebody else. So, I mean, that's the risk. The reward is you have somebody like Ed Reed that's a Hall of Fame player, uh, you know, out there, you know, representing your school and, and bringing players in. Um, but they decided that um, the reward wasn't worth the risk of him, you know, crit- possibly criticizing them. See, the problem is, is when you have a guy like Ed Reed who already has his own money, you're not going to shut down his strong opinions. And when you mm-hmm. have a guy like Ed Reed who played at the, you know, the highest level in the NFL and played high-level college football as well, and he knows what real facilities look like to help mm-hmm. players um, achieve what, they, what they're trying to do, um, and then you play at these facilities that are less than high school, you're like, what the hell? And, sure. and it's, it's one thing to criticize, but the other part of it is like, hey, man, we, we haven't had the money now that some of you gentlemen are coming into our conference and you're you're mm-hmm. raising the 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 uh the visibility awareness, of it all yeah sure you know maybe we'll we'll start being able to pump some money you know it's funny eric i i had my son was was this close about a year and change ago to go into jackson state like really really close and i remember one of the coaches telling me hey you, you just got to be prepared for what what this is not only is he going to be a white player and one of just a very few but the facilities are not what you might expect because Deion Sanders is our coach. I mean, you're expecting glamour and get ready because it's not good. You know, I, my the part about this that sticks out to me that I really don't like is that Bethune-Cookman has issues. Like, that guy's sharing helmets during games. Mm-hmm. Like, this, like, this is not, again, I think every went into it knowing that they didn't have money. But the fact that there's trash around, he, he openly spoke about crackheads walking through campus because there's no security for the young men and women on campus. He spoke about them not even cleaning out his office. I mean, I guess it wasn't his office if he wasn't the head coach, but a room that he had occupied. Like, he spoke about a lot of things that I think the struggles with HBCUs are. There's a lack of investment, and so that there is a lack of investment when somebody like Ed Reed comes in who can create awareness and who can create donors to come in. Mm-hmm. They're going to have negative things to say because it's not a good place. It's mm-hmm. underfunded. There's things that they don't have there. And so for the people in power to not pull every to the side and say, hey, listen, we understand that the school has struggles. Can we not do it publicly? Yes. Can we can, let's go out together and pick up the trash with the players? Right. Let's do this as a group. So, see, HBCUs, they use the blame game. And I don't like it because it makes black people continuously feel like even at the university level that we always need help from outsiders like we can't do it on our own and it and it really bothers me that Ed Reed found himself self-inflicted in this position because of him being at the highest level at the University of Miami and knowing what a winning program needs to become that and trying to just pick up the trash I I, I don't I don't under, well, I don't understand why don't we give Eric the last word Eric we got about a minute to go man I'll say this. I mean, maybe by doing what he did, Ed Reed got himself out of a situation that wasn't going to be productive for him moving forward because they kind of shown their hand on how they're going to handle tough situations and they weren't going to stick by him. And so to me, the loss is Bethune Cookman to have a guy like that come in and bring the kind of, like you said, kind of the awareness and, and the cachet that that would have came with him being the coach and that having the, the foresight to kind of, move beyond those comments and just just work with him uh, and understand kind of the long-term investment that he was going to have with that school yeah 
Uh, listen, I feel your passion, Brown. I do. I do. Hey, Eric, great appearance as always. And I know that as the games have become more important, we've asked you for a little bit more time. Thank you so much for doing this. We appreciate you. Enjoy the weekend, and uh, we'll talk next week. All right. Sounds good. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. There's Eric Williams from FoxSports.com spending a little bit extra time last week and this week. We are in the Seven Mile Casino studio, SevenMileCasino.com. Coming up, we're going to get back to our expedition this evening. Alex said he's already tired thinking about what tomorrow will be. We're on our way to L.A. to go see Anthony Davis's return when the Lakers take on the Spurs. We didn't know this when we decided to go to this game. We'll, we'll reset the whole thing for you. Coming right back from Seven Mile Casino Studios. This is Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. All right, guys, wrapping things up. A little shorter show today because of the, uh, the trip up to L.A. I wonder if anybody's going to give me a hard time today because uh, they're going to be like, yo, so you requested all these tickets and um, we gave them to you, but nobody knew Anthony Davis was coming back. And now we've got people that want to go and gosh, would you mm. mind? I'm going to be like, yo, dog. Mm. I didn't know Anthony Davis was coming back when I asked for this crappy game. <laughs> oh, are you going to get squeezed out? That what you kind of no. tell us. No, we're not getting squeezed out. Sedano going? Sedano, and I've texted him and said, yo, you going to go? He hasn't gotten back to me. Whatever. What do you mean, Psh, whatever? I see how it is, George. How How is it? George thinks he's better than us. No, he doesn't. Oh, well, we guess he probably does. Yeah, he yeah, probably does. See? Come on, dude. <laughs> yeah, he probably does. You've told us stuff before. What'd I tell mm -hmm. you? On air. What have I said? Oh, your little, your little pod. They let Dolly mm -hmm. talk about your little podcast. Your little, the cap, the Cappy Cat. Yeah, Cappy Cat. See, George though yeah. has a little bit of a um, like there's a showman inside of there, so he kind of you know he just sort of pokes and prods. But what what actually pisses me off is when the others get into the disrespect because what they don't understand is this isn't working for Disney. This isn't a health insurance plan and a and an employee portal. And, and, you know, the support of a big company, they don't understand what it is to be an independent production, what it costs, the time it takes, uh, all the software that is required, the sales that is, so it, it pisses me off the disrespect, but in George's case, he's just sort of needling. It's the, it's the, the piling on elsewhere that pisses me off. Oh, trust me. Them people don't want to see me. I got jokes. You do. Got you jokes. got jokes. I got well, jokes. you're a comedian. You're you're, I, a, you're a and comedian. I tell my I tell my jokes in person. I've been a bully my whole life. Trust me, I can I can make people feel bad. I just don't. You, listen, man. You're bully. Listen, man. I'm gonna get my I'm gonna get oh. my Coca Cola. I'm gonna get my half hot dog. Sit down and watch the game. You guys can go <laughs> bicker all you want. Half hot dog and a yeah. Coke. Yeah, I'm just gonna be kicking it. How many how many bites kind of how many how many bites can you eat off a hot dog right now? I could probably eat a whole hot dog. You know what I've noticed now? It's like I can eat um like a full meal again. But that's it for the day. Like, that's <laughs> it. like I'm done for the day. Really? Yeah. So like it used to be like, oh, I could only eat like half a sandwich. Now I can take down the sandwich, but that's it. Like I'm full all day. Like yesterday we had a big lunch because Mark came back from from out of town mm -hmm. and we went to uh, Hibachi mm -hmm. and for lunch, which was way huge. Yeah. Like, I And we ate you know, very early. I, I'm still full. Like, Dude, yeah. you're going to be in this great position now where when you and Mar go out for dinner, you order a salad and an entree. You split them both. Dude, you're it's already there. Yeah. We're already there. We we Every time we take out, we're like, why did we order two things? Yeah. So you should just split one. Thing. A salad. Alex is, Alex is uh, he's losing that weight. 
with iThrive. And uh, I would suggest to everybody who's listening, again, if you're thinking about losing weight, you go to our website, kaplanandcrew.com, and you click on that iThrive logo. All right, listen, we all got to hustle because we all got to get up to LA for this game. So for everybody that's listening and watching, we appreciate you guys being here. Please support our sponsors. And if anybody's going to be at the game tonight, come find us. Until tomorrow when Alex will be dragging ass, peace out. (laughs)